You're listening to the Small Business Talk podcast with Kathy Smith. Small Business Talk is a podcast for business owners and entrepreneurs who want a better way to run their businesses without spending years doing it the hard way. Small Business Talk is hosted by Kathy Smith, who has run the same marketing agency for more than 17 years and helped hundreds of business owners achieve their marketing goals. Welcome to Small Business Talk, episode 118. Today, my guest is Sandy Forster from Wildly Wealthy. So welcome, Sandy. Hello, Kathy. Thank you so much for having me. You are welcome. And we've got a very juicy topic today. I'm really interested to get into it and see where it will take us. And our topic today is how your money mindset can build your business. So where should we start? The best place to start is probably give you a little bit of a background so you can understand why I believe money mindset is so powerful when it comes to building a business. How does that sound? Perfect. I guess it started when I was in high school. I met a boy when I was 16. We ended up getting married. About 11 years later, I had a three-year-old and a six-month-old and we divorced. And suddenly something that I had been doing as a hobby, which was buying beautiful fabrics all winter and then going into my garage and sewing them all up and making gym wear and swimwear and then finding an empty store down the beach over summer and selling all that swim and gym wear. That suddenly had to turn from being like a hobby business that made us a bit of money on the side to be able to put in a swimming pool or buy some new furniture or do fun stuff like that. Suddenly it had to be my entire income and it was nowhere near enough. And I ended up going further and further into debt and ended up $100,000 in debt and on welfare. So I was making or getting from the government at the time it was about $15,000 a year, a whole year. That's obviously not enough to survive on. Sandy, can you just go back a bit to the $100,000 in debt? It just hung up at that point. So you were just saying about how it wasn't making enough and that you're in $100,000 in debt. So if you start there, sorry about that. Okay. No worries. Thank you. So I ended up $100,000 in debt and on welfare. And at the time I was getting from the government, it was about $15,000 a year. So that was how much I was trying to survive on, which obviously is not enough. So I realized that something had to change, but I really had no idea what it was because in my mind, I was doing what everyone else was doing. I was reading books about wealth creation and trying to attend seminars on wealth creation and trying to do all the practical things and working really, really hard, but it just wasn't working. And I was very lucky that I was around that time I discovered personal development and particularly positive thinking. And I really enjoyed going to seminars and learning about having a success mindset and taking the actions towards success. And things started to shift a little bit. Honestly, it was when I discovered, and this is going to sound a bit woo-woo to people, But when I discovered the law of attraction and I discovered that what you think about and focus on and talk about is what you then create in your world, that is when everything changed. And I literally went from welfare to millionaire by implementing the law of attraction in my life and really applying everything that I learned and taking the time and taking the actions that I needed to change the way I thought 
to change the way I felt and to change the actions that I was taking. And those three things are pretty much what I love to now coach and inspire my clients to do to really balance and integrate their body, mind and spirit. Because when you do that, that's when you become very magnetic and very attractive to abundance. Okay, so law of attraction is absolutely brilliant. I'm a big believer in that. But one of the things I really like what you said was actually taking action. It's all very fine to be thinking and manifesting and hoping it's all going to come to us. But if we don't actually put in a plan and take action on that, we're still going to be very happy manifesting and all the other things of law of attraction, but we probably won't be any wealthier. Exactly. And I think that's been the biggest hiccup or the biggest challenge when it comes to the law of attraction is everyone went out there and heard about this amazing thing where you could think about what you wanted and they just expected to sit around and think about it or visualize it or affirm it and the money was going to drop into your lap, but it doesn't work like that. So it really is about aligning body, mind and spirit, about thinking the right thoughts, about feeling the right feelings and then taking inspired action. And when you do those three things, that's when the magic happens. That's when the opportunities and the circumstances and the people and the situations are drawn into your life that allow you to create the success that you truly want. And that's so true too, is that sometimes when you're not manifesting and you're not thinking about it, you're not seeing these opportunities that present themselves. So by being much more open to that and looking for those signs, then you can see those opportunities that are there and available to you but sometimes we just are a little bit too tunnel vision and we don't see them. Exactly. And, and it's the brain. Like we actually have a filter in our brain because when you think about it, it doesn't matter where you are, whether you're driving along listening to this or whether you're sitting in a room, but you are surrounded by millions of pieces of information and your brain literally can't take everything in. Like the colour of every single thing you can see and the texture and the, the shade and the light, just everything, like all the things that your brain has to take in in every moment, all the sounds and smells and just everything can't do it. So it filters a lot of things out. And what happens is when you learn how to actually implant into your subconscious the things that are important to you, in which case success, abundance and prosperity, if that's what you're wanting, when you learn how to rewire your subconscious brain that those things are important to you, then what happens is those things that were there all along, but you were filtering out because your brain simply can't take everything in, suddenly those things that were there all along you see and you can actually take action on them. Law of attraction sounds woo-woo, but there is a quantum science side to it that is really powerful and and neuroscience and it really makes it very exciting. And I think we live in amazing times that law of attraction and all that spirituality has gone from being very woo-woo and new agey and hippie-ish to suddenly being substantiated by science and by quantum physics and then being able to show that we actually can create our world. Yes, definitely having that science background is brought it into much more mainstream appearance and and people being able to accept it. We do love the woo-woo on Small Business Talk and we do bring that in. But as we know, some of our listeners are a bit more traditional. So having the science backing is huge. And it really is seeing the forest for the trees or the tree for the forest, whichever way you want to put it. Because how many times have you gone to the cupboard and looked for that specific thing and not being able to see it? And then somebody else has walked up and gone, there it is. And you go, well, it wasn't there. Well, of course it was. We just filtered it out and couldn't see it. So, yes, sometimes it's a case of what we want to see, we see, or what we don't want to see, we see. 
Exactly. And you know, my I remember my grandmother, I didn't realize it at the time, I just thought she was a little bit crazy. But I realized that she was very alternative and very advanced. So I'm talking probably 40, yeah, probably 40 years ago, she was meditating under a pyramid back then. And she was in her 70s back then and literally amazing. But she always used to say, because I used to always lose my keys. And I remember her saying, don't run around the house saying, I've lost my keys, I've lost my keys, where are they? I've lost my keys. Because you're just affirming that you have lost something. Instead, she would say, just stop for a moment, take a deep breath and say, find the keys, find the keys. And the amount of times that that became really, really super easy. If you've lost anything, instead of running around going, where is that thing? I've lost it, I've lost it. Just stop, take a breath and find the whatever it is you want. The thing is there all along, but you're filtering it out and it just makes it so much easier for it to come into your reality. And that's the same with any business opportunity or anything that's going to help you create success or create more income or find more clients or make more sales. Same thing. You've got to affirm that it's there and it's waiting for you and you will see it more readily. Yes, very true. And I've also heard sometimes if you've lost something, if you stop and actually put your hand on the left side of your nose and block it and then take a deep breath, it will help you. And that, of course, is just that interrupter. It's that mind switch of, okay, now I'm looking for them as opposed to I have lost them. Okay, so we're thinking about the law of attraction. We're thinking about affirming the things that we want. So what would be a couple of tips that you could give the audience on how they could actually use that? The number one thing to do is to get clear on your goals. So when you're clear on your goals, when you know what it is that you want and you focus on it consistently, that really sends a beautiful message to the universe and it's easier to deliver the order. What happens is people say, I want more money. And that's a nice goal, but it's not specific enough. It's not clear enough. If you want more money, you might be walking down the street and you find 10 cents on the footpath. That's more money, but I bet it's not exactly the prosperity you are thinking about. So get really specific and really clear on your goals and then be single-minded in focusing on them and thinking about them. Don't jump from I want to make an extra $5,000 a month to I want to make an extra 15000 or I want to make an extra five. Like don't jump all over the place. Be really clear and focus on it consistently and imagine that it's already in your life. So let's say you wanted to make an extra $5,000 a month or $10,000 a month or 100000 whatever the figure is. But just imagine what it is you want to make, what it is you want to create and then imagine it's already happened and feel the feelings you would feel as if it's already occurred. Really connect to that and see yourself, close your eyes and see yourself doing the things you would do having manifested and created that extra money in your life. Really connect to it because again, it's aligning body, mind and spirit. So when you think about what it is that you want and you imagine it's already happened and you're feeling like it's already happened and you're seeing yourself, and I don't mean see yourself working hard and making the money. I mean, see yourself doing the things that bring you joy and make you feel excited and make your heart sing. See yourself doing all those things with that additional prosperity. So it might be spending more time with your kids or it might be traveling. It might be living in your new home or driving a new car or helping your children or whatever it happens to be. But imagine it and see it and feel it as if it's real. And when you do those things, what will happen is you will come up with ideas to take action. And let me give you an example. 
I was living in a home that I liked. I mean, it was a really nice home. It was this mansion. I was only renting it. And I just felt there was things about it that really kind of frustrated me. It had a really small pantry that I felt like someone who didn't eat much uh, design because there was really no room for food. The same with the walk-in closet, you know, this walk-in wardrobe. It was literally, you open it up, and I'm talking about a house that's worth millions of dollars. So I was renting this house, and you would think that it would have a big enough walk-in robe that you could actually put lots of clothes in. But it was so small that when you opened it up, it was literally, that was it. And also the, the backyard, it was just this tiny little square of grass with no trees, and so there was no birds, and then it was on a river, so... There was really no privacy because there was no curtains across the front of the house. And so you just kind of opened up and you saw everyone right across the river. And I remember just feeling like, this is lovely. It's a beautiful house and it's on the river and it's quite luxurious, but it's just not what I want. What happened was I heard about this thing called The Secret. Now, I'd already written my book, How to Be Wildly Wealthy Fast, which was based on the law of attraction and how to manifest money. But I heard of this thing called The Secret, and I saw this trailer for the movie, and it was like, oh, this sounds really exciting. And it didn't say it was a law of attraction, but I just got the sense that it was something to do with what I was teaching already. And I remember thinking, I think this movie is going to really make a difference and open up a lot of people to what it is that I'm doing. So I'm going to email the people from The Secret. So I sent an email over through their website and I said something like, I think what you're doing is great. I'd love to send you a gift. And I get an email back from Rhonda Byrne, who is the producer of The Secret, saying to me, yeah, I'd love a gift by all means. And she gave me her address, sent it over. I sent her my book, How to Be Wildly Wealthy Fast, and a program that I created called Millionaire Mindset. And she got them and she emailed back and she said, did you watch The Secret and then write your book? I said, no, the book's been out for ages. She said, it's so in alignment with what I do. And anyway, we got talking. I said, I can't buy The Secret in Australia. She said, no, we have an agreement that until it airs on TV in Australia, we're not allowed to sell it. And I said, well, can't someone else sell it in Australia? She said, sure, but we are not allowed to sell in Australia. So I said, well, I'd love my community to get a hold of it. So I actually happen to have a U.S. company. Can my U.S. company buy it and sell it to the people that I have in other countries as well as to Australia? She said, sure. I did that. Now, that that was an idea that came out of nowhere. I am not an importer or an exporter. I am not a distributor of DVDs. Like I knew nothing about all of that, but it was just an idea that came to mind. And she said, sure. And literally within the space of about seven or eight months, I made close to $3 million. And that was just from an idea that popped into my mind, but I took action. Now, a lot of people could have thought, I would love to send an email to the secret people and tell them what they're doing a great job, but they probably never did it. You literally have to just in your mind, and the thing was, this is the other thing that I that I was getting at when I was talking about the house, from the money that I made from importing and selling the secret, I ended up with a house that has a walk-in pantry that is enormous, like way more than I need. It has a walk-in wardrobe or closet that is literally the size of a small bedroom. It's huge. I have two acres, so I'm surrounded by trees and birds and I actually have kangaroos that graze on my backyard because I back onto bushland. And privacy, well, I'm surrounded by bushland and everyone else is on acreage, so you don't see or hear anyone. So I was really clear on what I wanted from knowing what I didn't want. It made me really clear on what I did want. And then I just continue to do what I love to teach others is how to align body, mind and spirit so that everything lines up and the universe just brings you the opportunities, brings you the ideas, and it's just up to you to take action and create the magic.
What a fabulous story. And I think that is true too. We wouldn't dream about walking into a restaurant and saying, I want food, but we say all the time, I want money. Yeah, okay, let's be a bit more specific about that. So yeah, having that really clear vision of what exactly you do want and then actioning it and then being patient for the time to allow that to pan out because I think that's the other problem people have and especially in small business is I want an extra five grand a month. Yep, that's great. I'm going to do X, Y and Z to get it. Fantastic. But I want it now. I'm not prepared to wait for seven months. My golly gosh, it took seven months. Could have taken seven years if you weren't patient. But we need to have that realistic time frame to add to those desires and those opportunities as well. And not just the time frame, but it's understanding that within that time frame, like so many things can happen. When people don't create what they want, when they the success doesn't come, the clients don't come, the sales don't come, when something that you're wanting to happen in your business doesn't happen, they usually think, oh, I need to do more marketing and I need to do more of this or I need to do more of that. And it's really, that's the time to stop, take a step back and understand that it's not about needing to do more practical things. It's about needing to get your head in the right place because when you get your head in the right place, then the ideas will come to you, the opportunities will come to you. So if something's not working in your business, rather than doubling down and trying to do more of the practical stuff, take a step back, take a deep breath in and start to focus on what you want to happen and how you want that abundance to flow. And just, as I said before, get really clear on what your ultimate goals and dreams and desires are and connect with that. And then the practical ways will be shown to you. And they're not always what you think and they can be completely different. And the other thing is every single idea that you have is not going to be an inspired idea and take you straight toward the prosperity and success you want. Sometimes ideas, and I know very much my own experience, sometimes ideas are stupid and they waste a lot of time and potentially waste money. But if you continue to focus on what you want and just readjust and continue to put your energy and align body, mind and spirit, then the ideas that will bring you the success that you want will happen. But the thing is you have to take action because if you don't take action, you don't know whether it's going to be a good idea or bad idea. When you're stuck in analysis paralysis, then nothing happens and business either just stays stagnant or goes backwards. And sometimes you do need those ideas that aren't going to work out to then lay the foundations for the ones that will. You hear many a story about people that have gone ahead and done a specific thing that didn't work, but three quarters of the way down that journey, then they were open to this opportunity or they met that person or something else occurred. But if they hadn't have done the idea that was maybe not quite where it needed to be or was a bit silly or just wasn't for them, they wouldn't have made those foundations. So in practical terms, terms what would you suggest that business owners start doing do you like pen and paper or how do you like them to sort of think about where their ideas might go oh definitely pen and paper there is a saying that says there's magic between the pen and the mind so I know everyone's very digital these days but there is that kinesthetic thing that when you grab a piece of paper and you start writing down what it is you truly desire it helps you to focus more it forces you to focus more and it's that focus it's that energy I liken it to the sun so the sun beams down on us every single day and we're still here we're still alive we haven't you know we're not fried up and burning whereas you get a magnifying glass and you put that same energy from the sun through that magnifying glass and aim it at a leaf it will burst into flame 
So that's what you want to do with what it is that you want to create. You want to really hone your energy in on the thing that you want to create. So writing down, as I said, if there's that magic between the pen and the mind, forces you to focus more. And that focus allows you to create the energy you need to attract because your order, what you send out, your thoughts are the order that gets sent out to the universe. But the thing that creates it and makes it magnetic are your feelings. And so you really need to generate the feelings. And the more you focus on something and think about it and imagine that it's real, the more you generate those feelings. And those feelings are what makes that thing magnetic. But then you've also got to take that action because in the book that inspired the movie The Secret, it was called The Science of Getting Rich, written way over 100 years ago, very old language. But in there, Wallace Waddle says one thing that I really love. He says, by thought, the thing you desire is brought to you, but by action, you receive it. So it's almost like by thinking you send that order out to the universe, the universe brings it back to you, but it's still in the metaphysical, which is beyond the physical, which is greater than the physical. So it's still in the metaphysical. And it's not until you take action that it crosses from the metaphysical into our physical reality. So you've got to take action. That's where the magic happens. And I think the other magical thing about that is it tells you to receive too. A lot of people send out a lot of messages to the universe. They might be very clear about what they want, but they don't actually open themselves to receive. So if it's not in a beautiful black box with a little gold ribbon on it, sometimes they don't realize that that gift is actually being given to them. You've got to be really open to receive, but not try and control the universe because the universe has a grand plan for you and it's bigger and better than you could ever imagine for yourself. I always say to people, the universe wants more for you than you could ever want for yourself. And the other thing to remember is whatever dream, desire or goal you have, you usually have that because it's out there waiting in what I like to call your warehouse. So it's out there already. The very fact that you've had that thought, that dream, that goal, that desire, it's there waiting for you. And it's just up to you to allow yourself to receive that thing, to align body, mind and spirit so that you can put yourself energetically and vibrationally in alignment with that thing you desire and then it can come to you. And one of the biggest blocks that people have is either not believing that it can happen and so they just dip that subconscious belief that either it's not going to happen or they don't deserve it or they don't have the skills or the knowledge to be able to manifest or attract this thing or build a successful business or make money. It all comes down to belief. So when it comes to manifesting, whether it's money or anything else in the world, it really comes down to you've just got to work on your mind. Your mind is the thing that stops you from having everything you want, but your mind is also the thing that will allow you to attract everything you want because the universe itself and everything in it is made up of tiny vibrating energy packets. That's all we are. We're just all energy. When they put it up, put anything under the biggest, biggest microscope, they just see nothing but these tiny vibrating energy packets. And so the universe and everything in it, including us is being recreated something like every trillionth of a second think about that trillionth of a second how tiny is that moment so in every moment we get to choose what we think about what we focus on what we say how we feel and the actions we take and when you think about it that way you just have to be mindful of 
what you're thinking, what you're saying, how you're feeling and the actions you're taking. When you do that, you are the one that is creating your reality. You are the one that is creating either what it is you want or what it is you don't want. But you're the one that chooses in every moment. So just become mindful and that can really help you in so many ways. And I think you see that a lot. You see two people that have basically got the same kind of training. They've grown up in the same circumstances. They've got that same kind of education. And one will just flourish and be absolutely the most gorgeous flower in the world and the other one will wither and die and end up down a a very dark path and you you think well how could that possibly happen when they've come from even playing field but like you say it's just their mind and even though they're not necessarily trying to make themselves go down that dark path if they're thinking it's not for me I can't do it I'm not the right skin color I'm a woman I'm a man I'm a whatever that's where it all goes wrong. So our minds are very, very powerful things and we need to treat them wisely. Exactly. And I think we're so, so lucky that we're living in this time where everything that was previously considered a bit woo-woo is now, as you said before, being substantiated and backed by science because I've always loved the woo-woo because put it this way, when I was $100,000 in debt and on welfare, thinking about and imagining and dreaming of being a millionaire, that just took me to my happy place. Being so far in debt, not having any clue how that could change, just the very fact that I could visualize and affirm just made me feel amazed. I've always loved the woo-woo. Now that science is really catching up and really showing what is possible, that allows my logical mind, because I'm a Gemini, I've got a bit of a split personality and I'm very creative, but I also like to know the answer to everything. Now that science is catching up, it allows the logical mind to settle and not come up with all the reasons or excuses or why this won't work and how it won't work. Instead, it's like, okay, now I understand that when I focus on what I want, when I put my energy there, when I put my thoughts there, when I take the right actions, I will create what it is that I want. And knowing that, having that scientific support allows the logical mind to just get out of your way, stop self-sabotaging and allows the manifesting and the attracting to be so much easier. So I think, as I said before, we, we live in a really amazing time. We should all feel really very, very blessed. We certainly do. And that self-sabotage, particularly for women, is something that we unfortunately are exceptionally good at. We start seeing the, the results of our manifesting, the results of what we're wanting, and then suddenly we go, oh, well, we're not going to do that marketing anymore, or we're not going to offer that product anymore, or oh, here's another shiny object, we need to grab that. So in summing up, we need to be very clear about what we want. We need to hone that energy and focus and make sure that it's all in the right direction. We need to have that magnetic feel because I've heard it said that our brain can't differentiate between what we think and what we feel to what's actually happened. So that can be a really positive thing. Like you say, you you manifest and visualize that you are living that life and then your brain starts to go, oh, this is all right. I can do this. And then we, of course, need to take action and intake inspired action. So if people would like to take inspired action, Sandy, and find out more about you and how to be wildly wealthy, where should they look you up? Jump over to my website, wildlywealthy.com. It makes it really easy for everybody. All right, fabulous. So at this time of the podcast, it's my turn to ask some questions. And I've got five final five for you. Would you be game to answer those for us? I'm game. I'm game. Perfect. So what is the best advice given to you by a mentor? 
Best advice was write a book because a book will turn out to be your big business card and will bring you more customers, more clients, more publicity, more more opportunities than you could ever imagine. Wow, that was actually what I started my business 20 years ago was I was going to write a book and I never have. So maybe I need to put that back on my list. What is the biggest help that you have received since starting your business? The biggest help? I think the biggest help was, funnily enough, going into partnership with someone very early on that was completely opposite to me, that was very practical, and we did sort of a joint venture together. And for me personally, that allowed me to really feel like what I was doing, which was all around law of attraction and mindset, made me feel like I was offering something that was of value because she was very practical and financial advisor and accountant and all the, I like to call it the boring stuff that is so important around money. So for me, that was a huge help because that made me feel that what I was offering to people was real. It's like it's like the practical and the metaphysical and just offering one is okay, but when you join the two together, the practical with the metaphysical, that's where the magic happens. So that was a huge help. Perfect partnership by the sounds of it. Okay, what is the one thing that you have to do every day, your non-negotiable? Oh, I've got many of them, but I think the biggest one will be meditate first thing in the morning. Fabulous, set your day up the way that you intend it to go. Exactly. What is your favourite business book and why? Oh, favourite business book. Actually, one, now can I remember the name of it? It was written by Mark Victor Hansen. And it was a book that was two books in one and it literally just was great because, as I said before, I'm the split personality and I've got the logical and I've got the creative and that's how it was written. It was written one, like it was these two books in one and one page was a creative and one was more the practical and I wish I could remember the name of it. But I'm sorry, I can see I can see the cover. It's gold and purple and, but uh, yeah, look for it. <laughs> we'll look it up and put it in the show notes for you. Perfect. Okay, and what do you wish that you had known when you started out? I wish I had known that you really need to find people in the areas where you're lacking. So, for instance, me, I'm very creative. I still, to this day, do not really understand the business side of business, the practical side of the money side of business. And I wish I'd known earlier just to find people that really get that and to support you every step of the way. Because sometimes we're told to find your weaknesses and then study and learn and grow and make them better. Whereas sometimes it's like, that's your weakness. Just let it go and find someone who is an expert already and let them handle it. Yes, I like that logic better. I think that sometimes weaknesses are there for a reason and that you have wonderful skills and that you have your set of positivity. So it's far better to bring somebody in, the expert who has that skill set in your weakness area. I think a lot of people, unfortunately, try to increase their weaknesses. And because they're focusing on that, they then don't focus on what they should be focusing on, their areas of genius. Which is what they're good at, exactly. Which is what they're good at, which is why so many people have such ho-hum businesses and that's one of my pet things, especially in my other business, Catco Enterprises, is making sure that people can actually flourish in their business and if you're spending all day trying to increase your weakness, unfortunately, that is what you are focusing on. So is there anything that we haven't covered that we need to sum up at the end or would you like a final word? 
I think I'd just like to leave something with everyone to understand that I, because often people see me having gone from welfare to millionaire and think, oh, she's special or she's got some amazing skill. I really love people to know that I dropped out of high school in grade 11. I didn't even finish high school. I had no connections. I had no money behind me. My family didn't have any money. I had no great skills. Like literally, I was the least person in the world that you would think would go on to create success. So I feel like if I've been able to do that just by using the law of attraction and really putting that to use in every single day of my life, I believe if I can do it, then everyone listening can do it. It's really just a matter of applying it. And that is such a wonderful, inspiring note to end on. And I also dropped out of high school at the end of year 11. I did go for an apprenticeship, but I spent the whole of my year 11 trying to get myself out of school. And my mum had said that when I had found a low-paying menial job at the end of year 10, that I had to go back to school and I was determined that I was only going to do one more year. So yeah, got into graphics after that. And here we are today. I mean, I was the same. I remember being in school and all I wanted to do, because I lived on the Sunshine Coast, all I wanted to do was go down the beach. So I just, I couldn't wait to just finish school and I ended up getting a job at the local library, which happened to be one street back from the beach. And so every lunchtime I would go down the beach and swim in the ocean and lay in the sun and then back to work covering books. (laughs) Manifesting your job at the beach. Our high school actually overlooked the beach. So most of my year 11 was looking out the window and watching the boys down the beach and (laughs) wishing I was there. I didn't quite manifest the job beside the beach, but I'm not too far away from it these days. So Beautiful. That would be so hard to study with a a beach just out the window. (laughs) It was. It was. And, yeah, some of those late afternoon classes on a Friday, don't think they were overly successful somehow. Love it. So thank you so much, Sandy, and really appreciate your time. And we'll drop all of those links in the show notes so that people can look you up. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you bringing me on. And I love what you're doing, inspiring other entrepreneurs to really get out there and create the success that they deserve. So thank you so much. Fabulous. And that's all for us for now. So we will see you again next week. Don't forget to subscribe to Small Business Talk podcast and head on over to smallbusinesstalk.com.au forward slash downloads for all the show notes and links to this episode. Remember, to be great, you must start. Pick one tip from today's episode, take action and implement it. Let's meet again next week at the same time and place. Until then, take action. And SBT community, enjoy your journey.